grateful you have been, Jesus. Precious Lord Jesus, treasure of mine. Oh, what a privilege to be your delight.
everybody, and welcome to episode number 262 of Rise Up here on LFA TV. Thank you so very much for joining in this morning, bright and early. Godchick says, thank you for selecting wonderful music for us each and every day. Love you. Love you as well. Thank you very much. Big shout out to Amanda Collins saying, great is your name. Uh, Brown Sugar in the building, how you doing? Race Mom is here. How are you this morning, Race Mom? Heidi is here saying, it's so good to start out the day every morning with this LFA family and God. W. Wilson in the building, how are you? Water Cop is here. Good morning. L. Dooley and CQ, how are you? Good morning today. Well, guys, we have got a great show today. Not only a great show with a great message, but we also have a great, um, oh, not experiment, but we're going to get a little interactive today. I'm going to show you guys. We're going to get a little bit involved here with a, with a little uh, representation of what it's like to be with God and what it's like to be without God. Now, As we are getting people in here this morning, and I'd really like to get about a thousand people in before we talk about this, I'll probably touch on it on LFA as well at 11 o'clock. Um, but if you guys could do me the share, the favor of sharing, um, if you're watching on Roku or Fire Stick, you can also click the thumbs up on Roku and Fire Stick. You can just press up on your remote. It'll bring up your, your thumbs up or your thumbs down. Click whatever one you want. Um, Kong 0480 with a $20 donation this morning already, saying love and peace. Well, we definitely could use both of those in our daily lives, right? Um, what I want to start talking about this morning, before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's show, is expectations, okay? Um when somebody is around you or you are around somebody that is a fellow believer in Christ, okay, they may not be where you are in your journey. They may be a lot further ahead in their journey than in your journey. You might be a lot further ahead in your journey than in their journey. But what does that even mean, further ahead? Well, it kind of goes back to the video that we showed yesterday about the three people that Jesus walked by and the third person that he walked by, he didn't really give much attention to because that person was so strong in faith, not in feelings, that they didn't need that much of Jesus as the other people needed him. So he spent more time with the people that were without him than he was with the people that were with him, right? So when we talk about further along in your life with Jesus, that's what we're talking about. Daisy Duke said, Jeremy, that's awesome that you talked with the Greens. Actually, there's a, we're going to get to that here in a minute as well. Um, so when you meet a fellow believer, you have a certain expectation of what that person should portray themselves as or what that person should act like or what that person should say or how that person should, should make decisions. You just have this you know, preconceived notion that they're Christian. I know I probably shouldn't hear them judging others in our conversations. I probably shouldn't hear them swearing in our conversations. I probably definitely should not hear them blaspheming in our conversations. I should hear something of joy, something of peace. I should see or hear and or both the fruits of the spirit in this person. And the longer that I'm with this person, the more I should see. That is your expectation. Let me ask you a question. Do you ever expect that Christian brother or sister to be perfect? That's an honest question, and I'll pull up the rumble chat here. Do you ever expect that Christian, that brother or sister in Christ, to be absolutely perfect as Jesus was? That is a very solid and good question, and we'll pull up the Rumble chat here to see. Bad Moon says no. 
no. Amanda says, no. Bush says, nope. Karen says, no. And why not? Mindy says, none of us are perfect. That's probably the best answer. No one is perfect. No one is even good if you apply that same standard to what the goodness of God is. Jesus says that himself. Young man, young man, why do you call me good? There is none good but God. If we're judging by God's standard of what good is. Now, I see that there's a lot of people saying, no, we're all sinners. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I'm not perfect. Well, good. Let me touch on something before. You know what? Actually, let's go to prayer. Because before I get into this topic, I want to talk about, I want to pray to God. I want to invite God into this conversation that we're about to talk about. Okay? So, please remove your hats. Our Lord, Father, God in heaven, Lord, you are the hosts of lights. You are the creator of all things. And you are who we want to be like desperately every day. But we cannot. We are of the flesh and in the flesh. And we are born sinners. Through Jesus Christ, we become pure enough to have a relationship with you, but only with Jesus Christ. Without Jesus Christ, it is impossible because Jesus is the only perfect one. We are not and we can never be. Lord, we pray that today's message resonates throughout the, the, uh, the LFA family and beyond. Lord, we pray that today's message brings understanding and courage and healing to people's mind, body, and souls. And Lord, I also pray that in my message of being like an orange, that I can display what I'm trying to say to the people so they can understand your word even more intimately. Lord, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for bringing healing to people in the audience, in the chat, like TJ, and all those people that are sick and down and out. But more importantly, thank you for bringing understanding and joy to our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, we got about 1,100 people. I think it's a perfect time to talk about this. Now, before we get to the topic of be like an orange, I want to talk about expectations of Christians, brothers and sisters in Christ. So as you can imagine, last night after my uh, scolding of Mr. Larry Reha in our chat yesterday, as you can imagine, like always, I get a plethora of of messages, emails, social media messages, telling me how wrong I am and how bad I am. And really what it comes down to is for somebody who has been kicked off of social media platforms and somebody who has been silenced and suppressed from their freedom of speech, it is embarrassing that you would kick anybody from a chat. My response back to that is it has nothing to do with freedom of speech. What it has to do with is acting like a mature adult. And even if you don't act like a mature adult, don't day by day by day by day walk into somebody else's house And say rude and mean and divisive and destructive things. And expect not to be held accountable for those things. Now the situation with Larry yesterday was a culmination of weeks and weeks. Ever since the Anna and Vicky thing. Where Larry will come in and say rude and disrespectful things. And directing them at me. And as we are a news show in the afternoon and a more and a devotional show in the morning, those are the things that we should be talking about. 
Now, if somebody has a problem with me, that's fine. I don't ban anybody from the chat for having a problem with me. It's the people who do it every day. The misery loves company people. So it has nothing to do with silencing somebody for freedom of speech. They can go speak wherever they would like. I'm not going to come arrest them. So I ask you this. Can I walk into a daycare center every day and start swearing in front of the children and expect nobody to say anything to me about it? No. Can I walk into a store, a gas station, a grocery store, and start being rude to people on purpose? And not expect them to say anything to me. No, I cannot. Can I go into a courtroom or a place of business or your home and say whatever I want, whenever I want, without any repercussion? And if you try to kick me out, is that silencing my freedom of speech? No. It is about being a mature adult and not an immature brat. And you can be an immature brat at any age. I am, sometimes. But what I don't do is go in other people's houses or their places of business and act like a fool to them every single day and not expect them to say something back to me. Especially when it's directed exactly to me and the person says, Jeremy, how come with a question mark? And then I answer that question and people get upset with me. I am a human too. Last night, somebody on Instagram says, yeah, what he said wasn't right, but you don't have the right to call him out and embarrass him in front of everybody. He said my name. I am a human being. I have an opinion too. And since I am the one on the other side of this camera right now, then I have a responsibility to protect the other people in the chat as well. So when you talk about Vicky and when you talk about, you know, uh, when that time with MD Norton, which I've smoothed things over with him or Larry or anybody else, it has nothing to do with, I don't like what you said, you're gone. It has everything to do with, you're not going to do that and say that over and over again. You're an adult. What is wrong with you? And people will say, well, Jeremy, on Rise Up, you are 180 different than you are on LFA. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I might be a little bit more aggressive. I might let a swear word come out here or there. Doesn't make me not a Christian. It makes me maybe off the path a little bit. But I'm not completely 180 different. No, no, I'm doing what Ecclesiastes says. There's a time for everything. There is a time to cry. There's a time to laugh. There's a time to dance. There's a time to fight. There's a time for everything. And since this is an interactive news and devotional show, then there's going to be interaction both ways. I'm not going to be like mainstream media, not have an interaction show and just sit here and do my thing. We are all on the same page here. So let that be a a warning or whatever you want to anybody out there that has that, is of that same opinion. I now had my, I now said my two cents and now let's move on. Be like an orange. That is the message of today's show. Be like an orange. I want to read for you the description of today's show. Have you ever really thought of an orange? What the peel of the orange represents? How an orange changes if you remove its armor? Today's show will be a representation of life with and without God in times of troubles. 
Please help me share the gospel, not gossip. Be like an orange. Now, I know a lot of people are probably like, orange, orange, got to be something to do with Donald Trump. It has nothing to do with Donald Trump. Somebody said, Donald's face. I love it. No, no. Not quite. I know this is dangerous to do around all of my equipment. But here, ladies and gentlemen, Eli's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Eli's over there going, you so, don't you? Don't. Eli, can you turn that uh, heat down a little bit as well? I appreciate that. All right. This cylinder of water represents troubles. This cylinder of water, and if you could get that fan as well, that'd be great, represents the trials in your life. As you can see, it is water. It's not a gimmick. It's not a trick. Bad Moon says, Eli, tackle him now. So if this cylinder of water represents your troubles in life, then let's do a little experiment here. This orange that does not have its protective coat or its protective armor of God, when it is introduced to trials and troubles and tribulation, what do you think is going to happen to you if I drop you into this water or into your troubles without God? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think that you are going to sink under the weight of your troubles without the armor of God? Or do you think this is going to float? Let's find out. Here's your troubles. Here's you without God. Let's see if you sink or swim. Well, there goes some water there. Eli's breathing very heavy over there. He's like, please don't, please don't, please don't, please don't. Well, look what happened, ladies and gentlemen. You have sunk to the bottom. You are a perfect representation of Peter. On the, on the sea, during the troubled winds, he took his focus off Jesus, and he sunk. That's you, sinking under the weight of your problems, Without God. Now, you put your armor of God on. This is you. Same you. Same troubles. Right? We talked about having tools and resources of God when you deal with the same problems. And all of a sudden, your problems go from like a 10, which is this guy down here, to a 2. This is with God. Now we have an armor on this. Do you think this will sink to the bottom or do you think this will swim or float? I want to thank Viscap for saying probably the, the, the quote of the day, God is our life jacket. I want you to see here the difference of with God And without God. Which one would you rather be? I know which side I'd rather be on. I'd rather be on the side that is with God. And is above. Rather than the side of without God. And down below. So ladies and gentlemen. Armor up today. Strap on that armor of God today. And like I told you yesterday, if you're going through trials, problems, the same problems that you've always gone through, it is a big difference when you introduce God, or should I say, when you introduce those problems to God, rather than when you leave God out of the equation. I pray that that visual means something to you today. 
I pray that the sight of what I just showed you will resonate within you so that you understand what you need to do moving forward. Same cylinder of water, same fruit, you, two different perspectives. You can either be introduced to a problem and say, I've got this. I'm just going to go do this. I've got this myself. (coughs) Puff up your chest, right? Or you can get to your knees and you can say, God, this isn't anything new to me. I am feeling the same weight of troubles that I felt my whole life. It's destroying me, God. Please come into my life and change this for me. Please don't allow me to face the same trials and troubles the way I always have alone. I can't win. Depression beats me every day. No matter how much I think that I'm going to wake up, puff my chest out, and stand in front of depression and tell depression to bow down, Lord, it never does. As much as I get up every day and say, you know what? I am not going to let my anger get the best of me today. And I'm not going to let anybody pull me off my square either. But God, I need you. Because every time I wake up and say, I'm not going to be angry today. I'm not going to lose my temper today. I'm not going to flip out today. I'm not going to just burn with the desire to be angry I guarantee you, if you do that on your own and you don't pray to God during those times or prior to those times, I guarantee you, you'll lose that battle. You'll lose that battle nine times out of ten, Eli. Mag Americans, God removes all my anxiety. He has worked a miracle in me. Sue says, Jeremy, love your show and strength. What you do is harder than people can imagine. We all need to be a team. Well, I agree with that last statement. We all need to be a team. Pursuit of Happiness said, putting your troubles at at the feet of the Lord and allow him to guide you. Carol Moore says, God, I need you. You don't know how much you need God until you've relied on God and then fall away from him and don't ask him for his help. Because you've got a little bit of a taste of what it's like when you experience the same troubles from two different perspectives. With, without, above, below, on top, on bottom. The only time I want to be on the bottom is on a bunk bed, not in my everyday life. Here's the other thing. That orange that's sitting at the bottom right now with the no protective coat on it, not only is it sunk to the bottom and will stay at the bottom, But sooner or later, it'll start to decay, rot, break down, and it won't even be recognizable. It'll be a pile of mush. Where that one with the protective coat will stay right on top, floating effortlessly, like a buoy. God chick says, it's hard to be in the spotlight. God will guide you just like he guides us all. Well, that is something that somebody else said to me yesterday, too, is that you're the one that's in the spotlight. You're the one within the show. You're the one that has to determine which comments you are going to read and respond to. That person might be right. 
However, I am a shoot from the hit, cut to the chase kind of guy. Everything that comes out is on the spot when it comes out. Maybe I should get better at that. But I do know that just because a Christian sinks to the bottom once in a while, it doesn't make them not a Christian. And we know this by going to Matthew. Ladies and gentlemen, please open up your verses of the day. Where I titled it, the same thing as I titled today's show, Be Like an Orange. That's right, Miranda, its flavor is already diluted. Bob says being authentic is important, love authenticity. Ivanisar says, boy, the Holy Spirit is speaking loud today. Verse of the day, Matthew 14, 29, and 30 says this. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. We're talking about Peter. We're talking about Peter, the disciple that Jesus called his rock and built his church on. Peter, the disciple of disciples, was reduced to the orange without appeal. That's Peter. I wonder if the same people that reach out to me every day and tell me that I'm not a real Christian and that they're embarrassed for me, I wonder if they would say that about Peter. Miss Mocha Powered said, I watched Nefarious last night for the first time. Wow, I need God more than ever. That movie will, tell, will, will exp- put it into perspective real quick for you, doesn't it? Here's the thing. These trolls are people who always have something to say, says Chris. That isn't nice. Go start your own channel. Say whatever you want there. No one is stopping you. Now, I understand, Chris, that, that, that we have made this a, uh, a, a, an environment where people have a voice and we talk to each other. And I like that. And I'll never stop doing that. But for those people out there, who get the hair across their butt one day because they said something that I didn't like and I call them out for it, please don't reach out to me and say, I'm embarrassed for you, you're not a real Christian. Again, would you tell Peter the same thing? How about if I went and cut somebody's ear off with a sword? Would you say I'm not a Christian if I cut someone's ears off with a sword? Ha! We are so quick to judge each other and say that we're not real Christians. You know, Eli, that's something I've never said to somebody in the chat. You're not a real Christian. It's one of those things that I despise so much because usually the person healing that insult is like the worst representation of what Jesus would want a Christian to be in the world. But because I'm behind a camera, oh, I'm, I'm supposed to be the... I'm, I'm Jesus, apparently. So, folks, be like an orange. Be sweet. Be beautiful. Grow your fruit in the spirit. Be safe inside that orange peel, which is the armor of God, knowing that nothing can harm you at all unless that armor is peeled away now satan cannot peel that armor away by force jesus and god would not peel that armor away because they want you to have it man and woman cannot 
peel that orange peel or that armor of God away from you. The only person that can peel that armor of God off of you and allow you to be susceptible to sinking is you. Jump off, Jeremy, we definitely need to stop warring with each other. We have a big enough battle in front of us. No, I agree. So that begs the question, are the people that we're warring with all on the same team? Yvonister said, Jesus got angry and flipped tables. Oh, not a Christian. (laughs) The ultimate Christian, not a Christian, right? But I guess that was righteous anger. So I guess you can't really use that as as an analogy. But you can definitely use the cut the people's ear off as an analogy, right? Or how about when the brothers wanted Jesus to rain down fire on the people that spit on them and, 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 and uh, criticize them? That's a little bit more harsh than giving somebody a timeout in the chat, don't you think? So, folks, again, one more time. Last time I'll show it because I don't like bringing this water up over all the stuff here. Without God and with God. It's a great representation if you're just joining in. Without God is the orange that has no armor on it. The orange that's been peeled. And with God is the orange that still has the peel on it. Now, I think it's time for us to go to our one-minute prayer for dads. I want to read from John 13, 1. Hold on, what does that say? Missy says, when Jeremy has to address situations like what happened yesterday, it takes away from the content he's trying to relay. Certainly does. But I need to address it, though, right? What I'm hearing makes me so sad, says Katia. Pointing fingers is exactly why so many people won't go into churches, come to Christ. Sorry you have to go through this. Don't be sorry that, you know, I mean, I am a public figure, right? I do put myself out there for it. It's just a shame when it happens, that's all. John 13, 1, as they are. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Becoming a father is one of the major thrills in a man's life. Sometimes God surprises us with children who are not what we expected. We're quiet, they're loud. We're loud, they're quiet. We love sports. They want to take piano lessons. The challenge for every dad is to perceive that God makes no mistakes in assigning children to fathers, nor does he make mistakes in assigning skills to those children. You are your children's dad by divine arrangement, just as you are in that body that God gave you by divine arrangement. Believe that. And love all your children as the individuals that they are. God, I'm an imperfect man. I make mistakes. Sometimes I sin. Sometimes i just not the kind of man or dad that I need to be. But even then, you love me. More than I can say for a lot of the people that watch this show or the next one. Lord, likewise, I pray I can accept my kids just as they are, with no strings attached. No matter how different they are from me, I will love them. I will see them as your perfect gift to me. No other kids will do, just these. These wonderful kids that you've entrusted to me. Today especially, help me realize the gravity of your divine assignment to be the father, to be a father to these, my kids. Boy, do we ever make mistakes, right? Boy, do we sin. You want to know something, though? I don't care if it's any of the names of the people that have been banned from the chat temporarily or permanently. If any one of those people came to me today, any one of them, and said, 
you know what? Look, man, I don't know what got us to this point. But let's let bygones be bygones. They don't even have to apologize. They just said, let's be, let bygones be bygones. I'd love to be back in the LFA family, regardless of the, of the issues that you and I have had because of a certain interaction. Guess what I would say? Eli, guess what I'd say? What do you think I'd say? Welcome back. I love you. Because I don't dwell on that stuff. And it'd be nice if everybody was like that, wouldn't it? I think it would. I think it would be great. There is an entire section of the Bible that talks about the armor of God. This signifies that you can walk through the valley of the shadows of death and not only be safe, but fear no evil as well. Like the orange with the peel on it. The only way that this is possible is with God clearly present in your life. Clearly present. Not just, oh, I think that guy's a Christian because he said it. No, no. God has to be clearly present in your life. You can't count on people in every situation, but you can count on God in every situation. Peter sank under the, under the waves because he took his focus off of God like that orange. He let the world distract him from his mission, something that I am not going to allow on LFA, Life from America, or on Rise Up. I will never let the world and the people of the world that want to cause destruction and division to distract me. Imagine if Jesus had allowed the world to distract him. Imagine all the people that were hurling insults at Jesus, telling them that he isn't who he says he is. Blasphemy, liar, fake, false. Imagine if he had gave into the world. We wouldn't have a place to go to heaven. You sink without God. You stay afloat with God. And today on Rise Up, I think that we demonstrated that quite perfectly. Now next time, we'll do a demonstration with an egg. I hope I just don't crack it and it goes all over the stuff in here. Eli will be like, no! And how it represents the Holy Trinity. Because I like visuals. I'm a visual kind of guy. You know what I mean? Bad Moon said, stop with the water, man. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. Kalia, the thing is, Jeremy, you move on until things are brought up again, and again, you address it. Then you keep, then you get accused of bringing it up. Keep being you, God loves you. Al, can't plead it, everybody, right? Who's got a birthday? Who's got a birthday in the house? Somebody said there's a birthday in the house. I got a couple videos, so, so I got I to gotta, uh, get to those videos. But whoever's birthday it is, happy birthday to you. All right. How to put God first. Jeremy, I'd love to put God first. I just need to know how. Okay. Let me put my headphones on here. CQ said, when I eat my orange today, it will remind me of this message. Perfect. It's what we wanted. Jeremy, how do I put God first? Sounds easy enough, but I don't know how to do it. Well, check this out. One, block out time to intentionally spend in his presence. Two, put time aside to spend in God's word daily. Three, pray continually. Four, write down what you are grateful for. Five, don't let your commitment to God be pushed to the side. Six, love others and the little things. Seven, don't compromise for the world. 
Eight, seek God's kingdom over your own. Nine, share your faith even when it's uncomfortable. Ten, focus on eternity and you will truly put God first in your life. Amen. So there you go, folks. Ten ways. Now, notice in there that it said write down the things, the blessings that God gave to you. I want you to look in this. This is my one-minute prayer for dad's book. I did that last year. If you see right here. I don't know if you can read that or not. But I wrote them all down right there. It said, God, here are the five of the many things for which I have been given that I praise you for. And I wrote life, joy, salvation, family, and the gospel. So, yeah. I do practice what I preach. <laughs> if anybody needs to know, I do practice what I preach. Uh, Sherry says, I've been listening to the Bible on audio. Amazing. Li- I love. It's the best way for me to consume the gospel is listening to it on audio. For me, by far the best way. By far. So there you go. Ten ways. Now I've got an even better video. Right? Maybe not better, but definitely a, a very eye-opening video to show you. Now, you hear me always talk about rebirth of America. And you hear me talking about how America is dead and it needs a rebirth. Now, the only person that can give you a rebirth is Jesus, God. The only person that can give you a rebirth, the only person that can bring you back from the dead and give you a new birth. You are reborn, something different. The only, only person in the history of ever that can do that is God, Yahweh, the Father of our Savior, Yahshua, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Emmanuel. Check this out. It will blow your mind. Tell you something. I learned so much about God and being born again through the birth of my kids because while they were in their mother's womb, they were in a different world. And they had to be born into the world so they could be connected to their father. But even in a different world, they could hear their father's voice. Oh, oh, oh. But it took birth for them to have a connection with their earthly father's grave. It takes a rebirth to have a connection with your heavenly father. We're going to play that again. You can hear his voice through the sinful world that you're on, but you will not be connected to him until you are born again. Let me tell you something. Babies that give make you a better preacher. Play that Let again. me tell you something. I learned so much about God and being born again through the birth of my kids. Because while they were in their mother's womb, they were in a different world. And they had to be born into the world so they could be connected to their father. But even in a different world, they could hear their father's voice. Oh, love that. Love that. But it took birth for them to have a connection with their earthly father's grave. It takes a rebirth to have a connection with your heavenly father. You can hear his voice through the sinful world that you're on, but you will not be connected to him until you are born again. Let me tell you something. Babies make you a better preacher. (laughs) Man, let me tell you. Mind blown. You can still hear your father's voice when you are in the womb, not of this world. You're in a different world. Mag Americans, we, uh, we put links in the bottom. So we, uh, we remove all links in the live chat, but you are allowed to put links in the bottom. Somebody said, we want a link for that. Well, guess what? A link for that is coming to you right now in the live chat. See, I can put links in the live chat, Mags. I can do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, there you go. There is a link to that. Um, and, but yes, you can put links in the lower section. And by the way, people click on links at your own risk. I have to put that disclaimer up. But wow, what an incredible message, huh? Just because God is not in our world doesn't mean that he can't hear us and that we can't hear him. It's incredible. So good. I put that link back in the uh, in the live chat here.
for you. Eli's like link hunting. I, I, I swear, Eli's over there. He's always working over there. He'll just be sitting there, do, 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 do. And like, he won't even be looking at the screen. And he'll just smell that somebody posted something ridiculous. And he'll go. He just knows. He just sniffs it out. All right. Now, before we get ready to go today, I had a great co- talk with Chris and Julie Green yesterday. Now, tomorrow my wife and I are traveling. We will not be here. However, I'm going to do my best to still do Rise Up from the road, from where we're going, and I may even be able to do Live from America. However, if I can't do Live from America tomorrow, we will have one of the other hosts fill in for us. As soon as Live from America gets done today, I'm out of here. Me and my wife are heading out. Funny thing is, is we happen to be going to the same region that Julie Green and her husband Chris, Mr. Julie Green, live at. What a small world. We were talking on the phone yesterday, not even knowing that. He didn't know where I was coming to. He didn't know that we were leaving anywhere, and I didn't know where he lived. The reason I was talking to Julie and Chris was because Julie and I are going to do a show together. I am going to bring Julie on LFA or Rise Up, and we're going to do a show together where we have a great conversation back and forth. And that is what Chris actually called me for, was to set up that show for tomorrow. However, I'll be on the road tomorrow, and I'll be doing a like a broke down version of Rise Up. I'm still going to do it, but I just won't be in this great studio, so it might be harder for me to try to bring somebody in as a guest. So I cannot wait for this conversation, but I will just tell you, if Chris is in here, Chris and I were having this conversation about how Julie and I are always given the same message. However, we never watch each other's shows, right? I don't watch her show before mine. Chris watches our show, but she's usually busy. And not only that, there's other people in the country that we know. Flyover conservatives and their prophetic word. And do you want to know something that Chris and I came to the conclusion? That Julie, myself, and others, flyover conservatives and others, happen to be talking about the same message on the same day at least 50% of the time. Now, if there is no God and there is no correlation between us, where we're calling each other going, what are you wearing today? What are you wearing today? What are you wearing today? How's that possible? How is that possible? I'll tell you how it's possible. God is on the move. God is on the move. Hallelujah. That's how it's possible. God is getting... That's why it's, I, when, when people come at me and be like, you fake Christian, you're just an embarrassment. I just, I used to get mad at that. Now I just go, <laughs> okay, if that's what you think. But I'm really excited to sit down with Julie. I'd love to pick her brain. Because where Julie is preaching in a prophetic way, which is completely different than the way I do things and the way God is using me, because we all have different talents and different abilities to do different things, even though we are completely different in how we bring the gospel, the message is the same. The message is is the same. So I got to tell you, I'm very, very excited about that. And for more early morning words, you guys can all go and follow Julie Green's ministries on Rumble. Got a pretty big show. They do a great job. And I want to take you out before we go out with music, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, I cannot wait for that day. Can I just tell you that, Chris? I cannot wait for that day. Whenever God brings us together, finally, I cannot wait for that day. And by the way, Mike Crispy is not here today, nor is he here tomorrow, but Alan Jacoby will be filling in for Mike Crispy next on Unafraid. So in case you get confused, we'll feature the video on the top spot so that you know it's the right show to be watching. But in case you jump in to see Mike Crispy next, Mike Crispy is on the road right now, so Alan Jacoby will be filling in for him, okay? All right, let's play some music here. Um, 
while we're getting ready for the last message. All-knowing God, I delight in the truth that I am fully known. You know absolutely everything about me, yet you love me with perfect, unfailing love. How we should love each other. I've spent many years searching for greater self-understanding and self-acceptance. Underlying this search is the desire to find someone who truly understands me and accepts me as I am. I've discovered that you are the someone who can satisfy my deep-seated longing. In my relationship with you, I become more completely who I really am, who you made me to be. Help me to be increasingly real with you as I'm real with the LFA audience. Dropping all pretenses and openly opening up fully to you. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. In the light of your holy gaze, I can see many things I need to change. But I know you are with me in my efforts, so I don't despair. Instead, I'll rest in your presence, receiving your love that flows freely into me through my openness to you. As I take time to soak in this powerful love, it fills up my empty spaces and overflows into joyous worship. I rejoice that I am perfectly known and forever loved. Ladies and gentlemen, we're just getting started. God is on the move. Hallelujah. Alan Jacoby filling in for Mike Crispy next. I love you guys. God bless you. And I'll see you tomorrow morning for Rise Up. And I'll see you at 11 for Live from America in about an hour. God bless you. Peace out. <laughs>